Terry Job. Good morning. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5 as Ray Haynes continues teaching on Pentecost. So we've been talking about getting filled and refilled and refilled. So a shift in this moment for actually let's talk about tongues some because the same concept goes there. You're you're not going to just experience an infilling and then up oh, it's over. And that's for the rest of your life on that either. In the same way that God could give you a tongue of angels or a tongue that's spoken here on earth. Mm-hmm. He can give you multiple tongues over and over and over again for multiple purposes for prayer. Uh, you know, oftentimes when I wake up or uh, pause in my day, I find myself praying in tongues and it's become almost automatic. It happened this morning. I was waking up and, mm. but of course we're going to be talking about Pentecost. So that's really not a stretch to go. Wow. That happened. <laughs> so we were just babbling when we woke up. I don't want to move ever again. <laughs> that's a tongue of a different sort. So. As you go back into the the book of Acts, as you kind of track down what in the world is this thing. So Acts 1, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they'd come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Mm-hmm. And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I would just say as, as a side of this, you know, if if all you end up with is tongues, you've missed out on the promise of the Father, right. which was power, which was to witness. So a lot of times we get so sidetracked by what happens to us, we get kind of hyper-focused on that thing, which is fine because you're going to need that, that gift is your ability to pray and God to pray through you, which I found in my life has been just uh, absolutely priceless. But on the other side, you know, we can lose courage and confidence and we can be lied to by the devil and by other people too. So for those reasons, we need power. So that's one of the reasons why you're constantly seeking him so that he's filling you and refilling you because, you know, it's not so different. Um, I know all of us, you know, we carry these phones. The more you use it, the more you need to plug it in and recharge it. Uh And, you know, I think from a Pentecost perspective, if we could just relate to that just real basic concept, I don't think it's really deep. We just need to not neglect to plug ourselves in to God. You know, it's wonderful. You know, I I love having a good church. I love connections and all those. But it's, it's all of those things all together. Or you just get filled up in this aspect. And, you know, it's God has bigger plans. So Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they're all in one accord in one place. That's a big one right there. How often do we get in one accord? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled the whole house. And they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So another example there. Acts 10, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they 
heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. And there's another example we were talking about earlier. There's no end all. So all of these guys, all of the apostles have been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they still had no clue what it was for, mm. that it was for the Gentiles. So they were shocked and amazed. So it's not like getting baptized in the Holy Spirit suddenly gives you this unlimited revelation either. You can still be just as stuck and stupid as you were the day before. <laughs> it's, it's only when you're submitting and you're watching and observing that God can actually communicate. Acts 19, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior, arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The answer is no, we, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a re baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Throw that one in there, because there is a lot of different ways that the Holy Spirit can come on you. One is by the laying on of hands. Uh, when I was um, 16, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are in a big field. I mean, there's probably 10,000 of us. There, wow. was a, there wasn't enough hands in, in that part of Pennsylvania to, to lay on us. <laughs> but God showed up, and, you know, 10,000 people, we were just going, what in the world just happened to us? So, Like the wind. that I actually uh, saw that. It, it looked like... Um, I I almost use it to describe like a wave of water, but it wasn't obviously it wasn't water. Mm -hmm. So when I looked to my right, because I was on the right side of this group, and I saw we were praying, he said, "Now raise your hands and just pray and let let God put the words in your mouth. Don't try to speak in English. Just allow God to to say what mm -hmm. He's going to say, which we all did, and which you know the whole field. I looked and I just saw kind of out of the my peripheral vision this 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 wave and suddenly shoo, and it was wow, wow. and wow. we were all literally laughing because I, I've heard that story before and I'm got goosebumps freshly affected by yeah. it yeah well and you know that's 30 some years ago but I've never forgotten because it was an encounter with God mm -hmm. you're, you're never going to forget a word that he speaks to mm. you or an encounter with him and I'll never forget standing there just laughing. Me and my friend Jim, we'd gotten saved a year before, and there we stood, and we were speaking in tongues, which we didn't know what that was because we'd never heard anybody speak in tongues. So we were trying to figure out what in the world, why are we speaking in a language we don't know, and why are all the thousands of people around us speaking in a language we don't know? Mm. And we don't know what we're saying, but we're really happy about it. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a very unusual encounter. Right, right. Now, nobody laid hands on anybody. When Kelly was baptized in the Holy Spirit, she had the just had a really difficult time receiving. So we don't really know why that was. Everybody would stand in line. I was praying for lots of different people. They'd get baptized in the Holy Spirit. She'd get nothing. And she would just cry out to God, what's wrong with me? And, you know, God met her all by herself in a bathroom. And baptized her in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So God again in that situation, God laid his hands on mm -hmm. her. Now and Corey. Now Corey, when she came along, this was a real question because you think the most logical thing you do is you would just pray for her and, and lay your hands on her and just pray for her to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But we never felt a peace about that for whatever reason. So it wasn't until she was eleven or twelve and we were going to the Life Center in Dunwoody, a very prophetic church, and it happened to be Pentecost Sunday, and we all felt this 
this urging in her heart that she should get prayed for. And so she actually had stepped out of the sanctuary when she called people forward. So she walked back in. We said, hey, she just called people down. She went down and almost immediately God baptized her in the Holy Spirit when she was speaking in tongues. Mm. So in that sense, I don't think, I think there was too many people down front. So I don't even think she had her anybody laying hands on on them but they were going along and praying so there might have been hand laying on for her so it's a but it was a very different experience and somebody was leading and helping and and giving some in some instruction and insight which is wonderful so the biggest struggle here is there's been more conflict throughout church history on this one subject Mm -hmm. than probably every other issue combined because it's not intellectual color of the carpet sometimes Oh, goodness. Causes just as much conflict. You know, we can fight over all kind of things because it's either something that we really believe about something, but when something's not intellectual, it can't be understood. Mm-hmm. You can't argue or control it. It requires faith and obedience. It's really a God thing. Yeah. You know, nobody ever got themselves baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we we probably need to lay down that kind of an expectation and if we have a simple expectation that we can share the word of God with someone and they can receive salvation by praying and asking, mm-hmm. it is the exact same way. And so it may not sound, look, it could have some very different characteristics than we experience. That's just the way it is. I loved Mark Rutland last week. Um, he was sharing one experience of a lady. She said, you know, I just repeat the same words a lot and I'm worried is it is how do, how do I know for sure that this is tongues mm-hmm. and uh, he, he asked her he said well just pray in English for me a minute and like so many of them and we, a lot of our announcers have this problem when they first start they'll say father 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 every other word when they're praying and we don't realize that sometimes we we repeat and repeat and repeat and so sometimes when we're trying to judge if something is real we may not be the best person in the best perspective to judge what the holy spirit is doing on that person and and it could evolve and and do work and change in many many ways so you know it was different for me than it was for kelly and different for Corey too the issue is if god has said he's going to do something he said if you ask i will do it then you wait for that promise. Mm-hmm. And if you stop waiting, then only you are the one that's foolish. Because if he promises, he does not lie. He can't even lie. He can't decide tomorrow to lie to you. He just can't do it because he cannot lie. So no matter what, whatever anybody else experiences, don't assume God will do things the same way with you. I just find if you worship him constantly and you ask to be filled... Well, you know, at some point in there, you're going to be filled Mm -hmm. and filled and filled and filled and filled. It's when you stop hungering to be filled that you're in trouble. Right. Uh, When the opera, I tell you what, I, whenever I get around folks that are especially really anointed, like when I was at Brownsville and around people that carry a great anointing just because of their walk or their gifting, I always ask them to pray for me and lay hands on me and pray for me because... What in the world do you have to lose? I just figure, you know, if you're that obedient, lay hands on me, because I like to be that obedient, too. So I just say, don't stop till you're full. And that will be, you know, in 10, 20, 30,000 years. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is so good. So good. And and it'll continue well after uh, the Risenstein show. Uh, Brian Race is going to come in and fill in for Keith Davis today. So more with Ray Haynes coming up in just a few minutes and then all the way through Dr. Rutland's teaching at 1230.
It's Risenstein, Victory 91.5. You can find this all at the Risenstein and the Victory Facebook pages and also blog.victory915.com.